Welcome to the Retire Right Podcast with Larry Heller. You deserve complete financial advice. There's no acceptable alternative if you want a plan to live well and on your terms. Complete financial advice equals complete peace of mind. Now, let's get into this week's podcast episode. Hello and welcome to Retire Right with Larry Heller from Heller Wealth Management. Today, Larry has another special guest, and that is Mark Alter. Mark is here to talk about photography for a while with Larry, and I'm going to let him get into that. But I've got a little bio that I'm going to read you. This guy has done a ton. So Mark Alter was born and raised on Long Island. He first lived in East Meadow when it was mostly farmland, then moved into a new community being built in the Harbor Green section of Massapequa. Most of his childhood was spent there. Mark went to school at NYIT studying architecture and then Syracuse University where he earned a BS in business management. Back in high school, he started working part-time at Durodyne Corporation, which was his family's manufacturing business in the HVAC field. After his dad sold his ownership, Mark started working for various other LI manufacturing companies in sales engineering, production control, and finally in information systems. Having started learning IS at Syracuse on 80-column key punch cards, it turned out he had a knack for systems implementation where he made his working career and eventually earned an MS in information systems at Pace University in New York City. Mark worked for several different companies and was very successful at what he did. Mark met a wonderful woman named Jane who became the love of his life. They have now been married for 30-plus years and have a daughter named Rosie. Mark's last full-time position was as VP of Technology for Seal Dynamics, a large multinational manufacturing and distribution business in the aerospace industry. After 16 years at Seal, he decided to officially retire and pursue other interests. Mark currently spends most of his time doing IT consulting, mostly helping companies implement complex ERP systems and develop new policies and procedures. But his real passion, as you're about to find out, is photography. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you? I'm doing great, Eric. All right, Larry, you, you brought Mark on, and before the show, you told me a little bit about him, and from what I understand, he's one of your clients. Yeah, so Mark's a, Mark's a client. We're going to talk about photography. We're going to talk a little bit about Mark's vision and how we were kind of able to get him focused on, you know, his really his, his passion of photography um, a little bit earlier than waiting for normal, typical retirement uh, uh, time. So we'll talk nice. a little bit about about that. And then, you know, everybody listens to the podcast, always talk about, you know, visualizing your life. Um, and we talked about that when we first met Mark and Jane and how we were able to get him and help him get him into that position because he worked hard his whole life. So we'll talk a little bit about that. But first, you know, let's talk a little bit about, you know, your passion, Mark. So uh, how did you get involved in photography? Well, Larry, I first learned photography from my dad who had given me his um, one of his old August C3 cameras, which was a 35-millimeter uh, film camera. camera. Uh, and we used to go out shooting, and uh, we shared equipment. Um, we built a darkroom. We rolled our own film, and um, I got into it more and more, and I found I really had a knack for it. And um, So, you know, so you just, I'm going to stop you right there, because sure. you know, one of the coolest things for me that I remember growing up is that I did have a relative... And he had a he was into photography had a dark had a um, a dark room mm-hmm. and going in the dark room with him and actually dipping the paper in the liquid and watching it come up I thought was the coolest thing 
And, you know, today's age, if I try to mention that to one of my kids, they'd be like, look at me like with 10 eyes. Right. But, it's very different nowadays in, in the digital field. But back then it was like magic. But did that help? Does that help you become a better photographer because you went through that? It, it does because I really have a, a much better understanding of the underlying foundation of, of photography. So, um, so, so then yeah. how do you then transition from that kind of photography into the new age digital photography of, you know, of, you know, of today? Well, a lot of my career was actually spent in information systems and in IT, which is information technology. And uh, having spent over 30 or 35 years uh, growing up in photography, uh, growing up in IT, um, go- going into the digital field with photography is almost natural for me. You know, so, so you know, explain you know, a little bit, you know, about the types of images that you kind of create and what do you mean by kind of digital photography? Okay, so um, I mainly like to do landscapes, seascapes, uh, cityscapes, wildlife, and impressionistic type work. And uh, a lot of it uh, starts with capture, where you go out with your camera and you take a look at the conditions around you and you adjust your settings and, and you actually take the picture. And for me, that's maybe 50 or 60% of, of, the, of the job or of the work. Then the rest of it is really done in the post-processing which involves taking your image from the camera, putting it on a computer, and then using various software to to fine-tune or manipulate the image until you get what you really want out of it. So you can manipulate, obviously, the lighting and the color um, by using all the software. Yes. In in fact, there's a lot more technology in um, digital photography than than someone who's not involved would even know about. it starts with pixels and something called bit depth, and then it goes into color profiles and white balance, uh, and that's all before you even get into the editing of the of the images themselves. So, so you said that's probably forty percent. So I would wow, that's interesting. I would have thought that actually making sure you have a good shot of whatever you're trying to do would be eighty or ninety percent, but. It's not that high. It depends upon the type of photography you're looking at doing. If you're doing journalistic type photography um, or maybe events or street photography, then um, more of your image is going to be right out of the camera with maybe some minor adjustments for exposure or cropping. But the kind of work that I do, which is more on the artistic side, um, I, I need to have a good image to start with, but the image that I start with doesn't necessarily look anything like the image that I end up with. So, you know, you know, give me kind of your favorite image that maybe you've done or, your, you know, top two. I've seen, I've seen some of Mark's images and I always go, wow. And, you know, we'll talk about where you can go at the end, where you can go and look up the images and purchase some of the images. But, you know, do you have a favorite image or shot that you've done? Well, I, I actually have a um, have one image that I, I consider this my profile image. And it's a shot that I took of the Fire Island Lighthouse um, from across the bay. I, I was over at a, an area called Cap Tree, and it gave me a nice, beautiful shot where the lighthouse is low in the picture, and then there's a lot of sky. And what I did is I then manipulated that in um, using Photoshop and um, I created it 
at, as being a nighttime image with the bright light of the um, of the lighthouse creating colored rings coming out at you. Hmm, that's so, pretty. That, that's pretty. That's pretty. Pretty cool. So um, um, I don't know if I've seen that particular shot. You have to show me that. You have to show me that shot uh, one time. So so let, let, let's kind of take a step. You know, step back and obviously just listening to you and hearing your passion. Uh, I know the audience can't see some of the you know work. So you know, kind of. Tell me about your decision to kind of stop working full time and, you know, to spend more time on, you know, on you know, photography. You know, how, you know, why did you do that? You know, what were you thinking about? Okay, well, I was really happy working in IT, uh, which is why I made it a career and, and I had a real knack for it. But um, I worked at, at my last company, CL Dynamics, for over 16 years. The last two and a half, three years, I probably worked on the biggest implementation that I ever had. It was worldwide, um, new, complete revision of all their systems um, in every single location that they had. And it was all done um, at one single point in time. And by the time that was done, and then say four or six months after that, I was really done. I was, uh, I was done working. I was done um, doing the IT thing for work. And um, as you know, having conversations with you, I had the money that I could decide just to walk away and do something else. And that's what I decided to do. Right. So we had these conversations, you know, Mark didn't wait for the typical, normal, reti- so-called retirement age. Like you mentioned, you know, we went through the planning process and he realized that, hey, I've got enough, enough money here. Why not follow my passion now? And figure out how to get this get this done. So we definitely had a meeting with his lovely wife, Jane. And what did Jane think about this? So she was kind of shocked I even brought it up. She said, are you serious? You're really going to retire? How are we going to survive? And I said, well, Larry tells me we have you know enough money according to our lifestyle. And as long as we keep on track with that, we can go off and do what we want to do. In and- fact, not only could I retire, but I've encouraged my wife to retire as well. And how has that worked out for both of you? It's worked out awesome. It, it couldn't have been better for me in terms of timing because I'm still young enough that I can not only follow my passion with photography, but Jane and I, we go out hiking, we go out bicycle riding, we go to the beach. So there's a lot of other things that we do. It's just changed our entire lifestyle around tremendously. Yeah, and that's so rewarding to to hear, you know, to our listeners out there that, you know, you may not think you can do it, but if you put a plan together, you can do it, and it and it's turned out really re- rewarding. So let's talk a little bit more about your photography passion. You know, are there any photographers that you kind of admire, and you know, and how do they impact your work? Yeah, there's actually um, both uh, painters and photographers that that I really admire. And I talk about painters originally because they're the kind of artists who look at a canvas that's completely blank, and they decide to put each dab of paint on the canvas to actually create an image and to communicate a message. And um, some of my favorite artists are um, from the Hudson River School of of artists, like Thomas Cole or Alfred Bridget, Um, but also artists such as Diego Rivera, uh, his works of men, or Norman Rockwell. These are painters that I find and illustrators that have learned to create um, a mood and a message 
through their imagery, which which I find is amazing. Mm. Uh, when we talk about photographers, there are many, many famous photographers that, that I can mention, but the ones who have inspired me the most are those who I've taken workshops with. Those like uh, Andreas Wrench or Douglas Beasley or John Paul Caponegro. So not only have I learned from them, but I've also ad- admired the work and where they've been able to take their own uh, passion for, t- for photography. Mm. That's pretty interesting to hear that about the artists. And I would think that they would be kind of totally different, but it's interesting to hear how, that con- how they're connected. So why don't you tell the audience, how do you create your images? Well, sometimes when I go out shooting, I have a preconceived notion of what I'm trying to achieve. So for instance, I had worked on a series called I Am Ant. And it was all about the life uh, of an ant and what it was like if I was an ant um, and I wake up in the morning and how I start my day and what kind of things I I encounter. And um, when I got done with this series, um, it was actually up in the Heckscher Museum um, in Huntington for over a month. Um, And so that that was pretty cool. But most of the time... I'm not going out with a preconceived notion. I'm maybe going to a, a certain place and hoping that the weather is going to be dark and, and rainy or cloudy and give me some real mood in the image. Um, and then I'll just go out shooting and I'll, I'll capture images. And then many times I won't work on that until days, weeks, or maybe even years later uh, when I'm reviewing my images and I feel a sense of what I want to do with the image. And then I'll pick one of the images up and, and start working different layers and, and different um, types of, of moods to get it how I, how I see it in my, in my mind. So, that, so you actually have the image and then you kind of visualize it in your mind and then you kind of do all the software to make the images happen. Yes, that's a, a big part of it. Right. Um, sometimes as I'm creating something, um, some inspiration will come, and I'll say, "Well, what if I I change the the shadows here, or what if I I put a bird in there, or um, maybe change some of the the coloring uh, and the hue?" And and so sometimes I'm playing around with the image, but I always have a preconcept when I'm working on an image of what I'm trying to to take out of it. It's almost like a a sculptor who's working on a piece of rock. You know, he has a an idea of what he's looking at at the image of coming out of this rock, but doesn't necessarily know what the final image is going to look like until he's done. That's pretty cool. I'm actually going to kind of relate it to, you know, the planning work we do. We kind of know what you want to accomplish in life and all the things you want to do. And and we know what all the numbers are right now. So we got to figure out a way of getting you from where you are and then all the strategies to get you to peace of mind and enjoying life. So I'll think of it that way. I'll think of it that way. Right. Well, the, the good part of that is that's where your creativity comes in. Because <laughs> if I had to do that myself, it would be way over my head. So, you know, kind of going forward now, you know, tell us where you want to, what you want to accomplish, you know, uh, you know, with your photography. Well, um, I'm not, I don't need it for the money. So I'm doing it more for the self-satisfaction. Um, I like I like people to look at my work and to admire some of the things I've created. Um, many times I'm actually teaching and helping other people in their own photography path. So I, I've been mentoring some people. I teach some, some workshops and I give some lectures. 
And that actually has been pretty fulfilling. Hmm, interesting. And so kind of, you know, what's the, the, the areas that you're strong on and kind of what, what, what do you think is kind of your weaknesses? Well, um, my strengths, I would say, because I'm a, an XIT guy, uh, I'm a technocrat. And that does not hurt in the age of digital photography. So I have a, uh, an uh, in-depth understanding of uh, the technical side of, of digital photography, such as, you know, as I mentioned before, the color profiles and the file types and, and how to manipulate images in the software and yet still come out with the, uh, with the quality I'm looking for. But because I had studied photography when I was much younger as a boy in the film days, I also have a really good grasp of the underlying fundamentals of photography. Um, for instance, I, the exposure triangle, which is made up of ISO and f-stops and shutter speeds, and exposure compensation, which is being able to, to take this scene in front of you and then manipulate the exposure. Uh, I have an understanding of the rules of composition and certainly um, also being a technocrat and also uh, an ex-film guy, I have a real good understanding of the camera and the lenses, filters, the use of tripods when they're appropriate, when they're not. And so I, I think I have a lot of background that's helped to bring me to where I am today. Hmm. And where do you want to take your photography? I think doing more of what I'm doing now. I love teaching. I love um, sharing my knowledge and, and helping others grow. There's also still so much for me to learn that I feel that I'm just really scratching the surface and then I could keep following this passion and not really sure where it's going to lead me. Yeah, I guess digitalize is always new software and new things that are coming out. So, Well, well that, that's just it about technology. When I was working in, in IT, uh, there was always new software versions and new levels of software and new technology being developed. And it's really the same in digital photography now. Uh, just take a look at, at the last 10 or 15 years. Uh, we started out with very large cameras that produced very small files. Now the cameras themselves are getting much smaller, but the file sizes are much bigger because they contain more and more image information for us to then take and manipulate and, and stretch. Hmm, pretty neat. Um, so, Mark, tell us about some of the acknowledgments or successes that you've had. Okay, well, I've won um, various awards for, for some of my work, uh, some of these through uh, camera clubs, um, but also a lot of it through some national contests that I've entered. I've also had some of my work um, uh, published in newspapers and, and in some brochures, but I've, I've been lately, I've been finding uh, more satisfaction in uh, some of the local galleries that are now starting to hang my work. So um, well, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's it's been a very different type of uh, path for me. I didn't really know where it was going to take me. In fact, in January of uh, of 2020, I have a uh, a photo show going up in the Noel Rich Theater in Oakdale. Hmm. Okay, you have to let us know about that. We'll get that information out to the uh, to the audiences. Um, so, you know, so finally, what would you tell others that are thinking about retiring to follow their, follow their passion? Well, I would say as long as Larry Heller says you have the money to do it, you should definitely go and do it. <laughs> it's, uh, um, the, uh, it's certainly been the best move of my life. Um, you know, I don't wake up every day and, and, you know, rush to, 
you know, to shower and get dressed and rush off to work. Instead, I'm thinking, okay, so what do I want to do today? Do I want to go out shooting? Uh, and where do I want to go and who do I want to do it with? So it's much more oriented towards fun and following my passion than in learning to um, make a living. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure the audience here, because I can hear in your, in your voice how excited you are to talk about, you know, photography and your passion. And then isn't that a great way to to enjoy, you know, the second act of your, you know, of your life is where kind of I always talk about. And the second act of is a very long is a very long act. So so, Mark, you know, thank you so much for coming and sharing. I want to let our listening audience know that if you want to go and see Mark's work, you know, please go on www mfaimages.com. That's Mark F. Alter, mfaimages.com. Thank you very much, Larry. It's been a real pleasure. Larry and Mark, what a fantastic podcast. Thank you so much, Larry, for bringing Mark on. Uh, Mark, I got a quick question for you. I, I think you said the, um, the exhibit that you did was I Am Ant, correct? Yes, that is correct. So I've got a grandson, and I've, I've got a granddaughter as well. He loves bugs. And I was thinking, I'm just trying to picture these in my mind. I'm going to go look it up online. But has anybody talked to you about maybe making that exhibit into like a children's book that would be interactive? Because I'm assuming the pictures are kind of from the ant level. Maybe I'm wrong, but. No, you're absolutely right. They, they, um, a lot of it is done with micro photography yeah. and, um, that's something that I've, I've wondered about is, uh, should I take my work and, and go into, um, into making books with, um, with these illustrations? Yeah. I, was there a movie that was from like the ant level? A yes. Disney movie? Yes. I think it was called ants. It was yeah. called what? Ants. Ants. Yeah, Ants. that's right. It was called Ants. Okay. Yeah. Right. And and there was another one called The Bug's Life. We're not plugging either one of those movies. However, <laughs> however, I know them both because again, I have grandchildren and children. So <laughs> those were very popular. But I was just thinking, man, that would be a fantastic book, and I'd love to see that. So, Mark, if that ever happens and you decide to go down that road, I hope you update Larry so he can update the audience and they can go check it out and, and pick those up. Well, if there's a publisher out there, they can certainly contact me through my webpage and we can take it from there. Or they can talk, contact you through Larry, right? Absolutely. All right. Larry, again, thank you so much for bringing Mark on. It was a pleasure. Right, my pleasure, Eric. This is fun. Absolutely. All right. And thank you all for listening to the Retire Right Podcast with Larry Heller. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Larry comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends, family, or a publisher, if you know one. Anyway, again, thank you for listening today. For everyone at Heller Wealth Management, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day, and we'll see you next time.